Why would they make a weed beer without weed but smells and tastes just like weed? In yeah, in liquid form that just doesn't seem <coughs> you know it makes you cough, it makes your lungs hurt, but you don't get high and it probably takes quite a few of these to get drunk. This is Sweetwater, which is a decent brewery. 420 strain. Mango Kush Wheat Ale. There's no mango flavor <laughs> to this Kush. So, uh, anybody wants to pick that up, I would say no. no. No, it doesn't have any hemp in it, but it smells so potent. Yeah, like what, not, like, what did they have to do to get that smell? I don't know, man. Maybe it's a specific type of hops. What's the, uh, what's like the alcohol percentage on one of those? Um, let me look. I might list it. Is it shit in it? Isn't that like law? Oh, God. It's a malt beverage, so there you go. It's 5%. About average for a beer. Oh, man, that did like fuck up my lungs. I don't know what's wrong with it. And it's got a dead fish on the... Is that just like a scaly fish body? Why would you want to drink that? It's like, yeah, this is... Dead fish water. Yeah, well, you said it was mango, so you think they would have like a, um, like, you know. It doesn't mango. taste like mango at all. Does it taste like fish scales? With skeleton? It smells like the fucking back of like Snoop Dogg's tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> like it just doesn't. What about all of Snoop Dogg's tour, tour all bus? All of it. Yeah, this literally just tastes like Willie Nelson's mustache. <laughs> By the way, Willie Nelson had to quit up, quit smoking, I heard recently. Yeah, something about um, health issues. Yeah, but I think he just went straight to edibles. Yeah, he just he's edible man. I feel like if I was a user of the cannabinoids, I would probably just do the edibles because I have little girl lungs. <laughs> <laughs> when the weed beer is making my fucking making me <laughs> cough, like, <laughs> of course it could be the wheat in there. I'm probably it's probably just straight up gluten's fucking with me. I'm just one of those guys that has. Like, all the people that fake gluten allergies, yeah. I'd probably be the guy that has the real gluten allergy and just refuses to acknowledge <laughs> it. nothing but gluten. Just keeps all the gluten. Eating all the glutes. Which is different from the gluteus. Yeah. <laughs> the kids today all eat ass, apparently. It's like the first thing they do. Yeah. It's weird. Like, imagine you go on a first date with somebody. Now, in the old days, like, if you got a kiss or that even just a, yeah. even a kiss on the cheek... That was like, whoa, okay, this is pretty cool. But now it's like, hey, let's do some assy. Yeah. First date. It's like, wow. well, do you remember when you were like real young and, and like, you know, your first time and, and like just like the hug? Yeah. You just kinda, the embrace. That was something the fact, that, the fact that somebody that you may or may not be attracted to but is of the sex you prefer yeah. is touching you. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Whoa. Oh, shit. And uh, you know what else is weird? Like, these broke bitches today, I'm not talking about the ladies, I'm talking about whoever the broke bitches that set this date up, their date's just like, hey, you want to just watch a movie on my couch? Which is fine, yeah. but that's not a first date move. No. Like, whatever happened to wine that's and definitely dining? Not, that's, that's definitely not a, a first date <laughs> move that is followed by ass-eating. Like, you know, if you were going to have some chick munch down on your brown hole, like, I <laughs> think the least you could do... Take her to a fine Italian restaurant. Something. Oh, maybe that would be. Maybe that would be a mistake. You definitely wouldn't want to go out for Mexican. Yeah, but staying at home eating like a whole bag of pizza rolls isn't the movie. No, either. that's true. Going to like a Mexican restaurant is probably like well, Taco Bell. That would yeah. be for these broke young kids. But you know what? I also get it though. These cheap ass dates. Because while you know I'm a man of sophistication, I'll take Malaya to a pleasure land for the mouth. 
I don't know. That sounded gross. But uh, I'll I, was t- I'll take bring, I was about to bring up the last place I know that you guys went to eat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but we go to restaurants. That's the thing. But I understand because, say, you're – I don't know what it's like to be 22 years old in the United States right now. But if I was and I worked at probably what a job a 22-year-old would be, would be like 22-year-old Caleb making like a dollar more than minimum wage. Yeah. McDonald's like a fucking meal for McDonald's costs more than that. So well, I'm just surprised that kids nowadays are like even dating. I thought like they all just had all the different Tinders Tinder. and Grinders and Hoagie apps and you know you just gotta swipe left or right, whatever you know. I feel like Grinders missing the boat if they don't if it's not also used as a Hoagie app. <laughs> well, that'd be that'd be Hoagie and Grinders yeah. probably. Meet up fucking random dudes for hey that was a Family Guy thing wasn't it? Oh yeah, whenever he had like a grinder app, but it wasn't for gay guys; it was for finding sandwiches. Yeah, and they just stuck a sandwich to the glory <laughs> See, that's brilliant. <laughs> a lot of things pass off as brilliant. Oh god, my fucking lungs, dude. You know what? I'll just end on this. I think the youth of today, a little less ass eating, a little more romance. Yeah, and by romance, I don't mean just like. Hey, you want to go to McDonald's and maybe we can sneak in the movies? No, you're in your 20s. Like, go to a fucking restaurant. Yeah. Or something. I mean, I guess just enjoy your trailer. Like, whatever happened to Lover's Lane? Was it not like Ass Muncher's Lane? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Brown Star Liquors? Boulevard? I don't know what I'm saying. We're done with this. This, this is a bad cold open. <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> I didn't know we were recording it. Just, just five minutes. I think, yeah, we've been recording this whole time. I mean, we usually just kind of cut out all this nonsense, but you know what? It's staying because it's a drunken BS episode, and I've been drinking some Kush Ale, and you've been sipping a Hennessy straight, whole bottle, gallon. Gallon. I could. You know what I could start doing? Because usually, depending on the episode and the day, you're usually not drinking something crazy, and usually if you are, it's because I gave it to you or made it for you. But I could just say you are, and nobody would know. No, nope, yeah, nobody would hey, know. Spencer's over here drinking straight Ciroc, or uh, is that the P Diddy drink? I don't know. What's uh, what's an expensive booze? Uh, he got the fucking Remy Martin eighteen twelve over here or something. Just say you're just drinking the fanciest of beverages. Yeah, we could. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Hey there, party people. This is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me, as always, Spencer, the Texas Turkey Toucher Church. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I just yeah. came up with it, but it, it works. It's getting harder. Yeah, I'd imagine. Not the city names, like the finding things that go along with it. Mm. Because without, you know, I try to keep the alliteration to like the straight first letter. I don't, I couldn't be like, you know. The Texas turkey fornicator, yeah. because in the F, that breaks it up. I try to keep it consistent, and uh, I feel like the Nashville Nutter. Was that our winning one? I think it was the I think one. so, yeah. If it wasn't, it should have been, because uh, that was a good one. Uh, today, we are talking about a bunch of nothing, but we do got news for people who've seen on the old interwebs. We are doing... I, cha- I You know what? I'll, we'll have the conversation oh, now. Yeah. I forgot... When I came up with the idea to do the book cast episodes where we cover a book, 
Me and Ash did that before with the House of Leaves, yeah. but that was the inebriated reading challenge, the IRC. Yeah. I didn't realize. For some reason, I thought I called them Bookcast, but I'm thinking it should be separate because we could still do the inebriated reading challenges with like weird books and difficult books, yeah. and then a Bookcast could just be what we're doing with the Conan book, like a more respectable, you know, something we could talk about without just shitting on it the whole time. Yeah. So um, that's what we're going to get into. Bookcast episodes. We are doing coming. Was it coming of Conan the Sumerian? Yes. Yes, he's coming. And he's coming hard and fast. And he's coming to the DPW podcast. Oh, did I already forget that guy's name? It Was it was it Robert E. Ho- Robert Howard. E. Howard? Yeah, Robert E. Robert Howard. E. Howard. If you look up that man's pictures, he was a fucking cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird whenever you go into, like, the history of him, because apparently he's he was, like, very, like, a tortured, like, individual, yeah. and, like, you know, he eventually ended up taking his own life and stuff like that. I and figure we'll do an episode dedicated to him right before we start. Probably. Just to go yeah. through it. And I didn't want to say nothing, but when I was going through the whole Conan, I watched a couple of videos just to see, like, what people thought of the book. Yeah. The, uh, what is it, the first 17... Stories I think of so. Conan. It's the first thirteen, I think. <clears throat> I think he from what whenever I was trying to look him up, I think like Howard wrote seventeen Conan stories. There's the first thirteen in the book, and then like after that, you know, a whole bunch of people wrote Conan stories right. after that. Well this one this edition we have, it has like first uh drafts or something yeah, it's it like some other of, stuff yeah some extra stuff in the back and i think like maybe non-completed stories or something yeah. so i don't we'll probably do an episode just solely on those yeah it won't be related to the because i figure we'll do a couple stories per episode mm. yeah <laughs> they only seem to be like 20 30 pages long yeah i like that but uh anyway like i said i really want to have to bring it up but from the reviews i saw and we haven't read it yet so i can't judge and obviously you have to remember folks the time period this was yeah. in the 30s Apparently, all the the villains and the people Conan kills are kind of black. Meh. I mean, no. it, it goes with the time that. frame of how they thought about racial, um, like the differences in races and stuff. But it seems from just from what I understand, like it was just the videos I watched, so I haven't read it yet. So I don't know if it's just actual black people yeah. that are represented as the villains and stuff, or if it's just monsters with black skin and things like that, well, which would go more the H.P. Lovecraft route. And which you also got to figure in, like, where the story takes place. It's, like... A fantasy. Fantasy, more jungly, like, you know... Well, I think... Because it's not like Conan's a white guy. You know, it's not like he's a white guy murdering a whole bunch of, you know... True. I think the contention was just that it was, you know, any people of color were or yeah. monsters of color or whatever it is of color were the ones getting murdered and slaughtered and all that stuff. Or were just portrayed as the evil rapey pillaging monsters yeah. so well, like i said we'll see we'll dive in um from what i've read just like skipping through reading a couple of things and stuff i really like the verb usage of yeah. you know it's not just that he cut someone in half he cleaved them in yeah. half or he you know jamming yeah, like drove through the blade yeah, slashing and breaking the bones with the hammers and like it's it's gonna be awesome i think i'm actually looking forward to this because i need a break of uh some of the fucking literature that I've been reading. I am um, slogging through Runaway Horses by Yukio Mishima. It was, it started off good. And then he decided, he decided for whatever reason while writing this book 
that he was going to introduce a separate book in it. Like the character gives another character a historical book and then he just reads the whole book. Like, so you're just, you read that whole historical book and it's just like, this has nothing to do. Oh God, this is killing me. It's literally, you know, you get, uh, you have to get to like page 130 before the story like really kicks off. And then even then I'm just kind of like, uh, at that point you're just like, I'm, I'm over it. There's only a small section of the story I care about. And that's the part that he's not talking about that much. So well, that's like a uh, Stephen King did something like that in the dark tower series. It was like either like the third or fourth break book. Um, he had like this thing going on where like the main characters are dealing with like this out of control magic like um, uh, subway like train thing, and to like get out you had to answer these riddles. Right. And like it, the I think it was like the third book ended on this big cliffhanger, and then the fourth book picks up like right almost where it goes off, but then like. Something happens, and Randall, the main character Randall, tells all the other characters his backstory, mm-hmm. which is basically the whole length of that book, and then, like, ends basically, like, you know, just where they left off. Like, I mean, it's cool, you know, or something that we really needed to know the backstory, it was just the placement of it was really weird. Yeah. And, to, and, like, and it wasn't, it was fine for me, because, like, I finished that book, and then I just went on to the next one, but, like, there was, like, a huge gap. In between those those books when they were originally published. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that one. So what are you currently reading at the time? Um, well, you just finished some H.P. Lovecraft, so yeah. I didn't know if you were going to pause. and. Yeah, since I just finished... Um I just finished The Call of Cthulhu. Right. Which I, which I liked. Um, well, how many pages was... I mean, in the dish, editions, there are different lengths, but how many pages was that roughly? I, I remember it wasn't that long, but it seemed I mean, like it was long. It was three chapters. Uh, each chapter was had like um, like anywhere like thirty to forty five minutes, you know, like read time on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I read it mostly at work, so like yeah, I had that to deal with. But I mean, I I went through it pretty quickly. I stopped because I f- I forget the name of it. Um, but it's another one of his longer ones that has like the Dunwich Horror. Yeah. Yeah, so since that one had, you know, seemed like it was going to be a little bit longer, and I knew he was getting ready to stop the Conan thing, I was like, well, let me just double back, like, put that off to the side for now, and because I got a whole bunch of trades and stuff for, for Christmas, so I was like, let me try to work through some of this stuff. I'm curious to see what order your collection is, because the one I have is, I think, in order... I don't think I don't think it's an order of publishing. I think it's an or, like the chronological order of the stories, uh, like where they're supposed to fall. Because I remember reading a lot of really short stories before I got to the longer ones, like uh, like the Necronomicon was only like two pages, and like certain things like that. So I'm wondering if uh, yours just kind of skips around. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. If I uh, if I think about it, whenever um, when next time I come over, I'll bring and bring it with me and. No, right. Oh, you you look through it. Oh, I'm seven percent through. Seven <laughs> percent through. That is one good thing about the Kindle. It feels like uh, I don't know. Just having the number though, it just makes it seem like okay, I could push through. Like sometimes you're like, oh man, I'm only on seventy three percent. I might as well just get to seventy five before yeah. the night's over. Whereas uh, a book, you just kind of I usually go chapter by chapter. Yeah. Ah uh, man. 
What about the whole writing game? You still doing that? I'm, I'm winging, you know, <laughs> you know. My productivity as of this past week is just tanked. I haven't written anything. See, I've wrote in a little bit, not not a whole bunch. In probably like the past like two to three days, I've probably only written like maybe like 600 words. Like I was telling you before the show on the my current work in progress, um, that at least that put it over the, the thousand word mark. Which you, do you ever feel like sometimes once you get past like a certain word count, you kind of sometimes that helps you get into the story a little bit more. Do you ever get that like, um, like I broke this nut now I can kind of like for me it's more just about consistency that gets me into it. For instance, if I sit down and I read like write. 500 words, 1,000 words, I might not be into it yet. If I uh, do that throughout a couple days, that's when I get into it. Because I could write 5,000 words in one sitting, and I'm still not really into it, like, in the zone, just because, I I, I guess it's just because it's one sitting. I I feel like I have to write, like, multiple days in a row Mm -hmm. before I really get it. Uh, Sometimes, though, usually, like, a short story, if I do hit, like, 1,000 or 1,500 words, I kind of, I feel more comfortable with it, and I do feel like maybe it does get a little easier because now I have more of a direction of where I'm going, and also just because like my article writing days, I was always like the limit. Yeah. Like they wanted, uh, like most magazines only wanted at most fifteen hundred words. So once I hit that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's normally my finishing point. So now I'm kind of hitting my stride. I can, it feels good to do that, and sometimes I just like to see that number. Yeah. When you're like, so, you know what I like? I don't know if you've. Uh, had this happen recently when you're writing, you're like, oh man, I probably got like a thousand words in. And it's like 2,500 or 3,000. You're like, holy shit, that was a little bit more productive than yeah. I thought. Like, that's always a good feeling. But it, that I kind of like set the, um, like almost that thousand words kind of has like the bare bones of like the little story that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And then I w- gotta, you know, uh, you know, uh, jazz it up a little bit more, throw some meat on the bone. Right, right, meat and the skin and the organs and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I just need to write it. I got three separate stories going on. I'm not working on any of them. That's maybe part of the problem. A lot of spinning plates. Yep, a lot of spinning plates, and I'm not attending to any of them. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can't really say work had anything to do with me not doing anything over the weekend. It, it just kind of feels like, again, like the burnout, but I've been doing other stuff too, so it's not like I'm completely useless here. I've been thinking maybe I should just do like a nonfiction piece, just kind of break. I think that might be it too, is I'm, you know, we've been doing fiction so yeah. long as of late. I haven't written any kind of articles or anything like that, and that kind of, I mean, other than our write-ups for Wizard World, yeah. like those are the, really the last things that were nonfiction that we did, and that kind of... uh that that break, it's almost like sometimes you just need to read a, like a nonfiction book. Yeah. Just like, ah, okay, I need to reset myself here. I was thinking maybe doing a write-up on Dirk Manning or something. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. So I feel the gumption to do that. And then that way when we talk to him in February, we'll be like, hey, man, look, we've got this fancy write-up on you. And maybe you should give us money. And then beat him <laughs> up and steal his wallet. I'd rather steal his, uh, his customer base. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Get more money that way. His worker ethic and and gumption and gung ho. Yeah, yeah, the work ethic thing. I I just wish I could have like a fucking 
like a hotel room or something every like once every couple weeks. And you just sit there locked in with no electronics. I can, that, I can see that now. The missus thinks something's going on because she's seeing like thinking bills. I'm cheating. Yeah, yeah. It is, no, honey, I'm just trying it. I'm just trying it. Why are you at the motel six three times this month? <laughs> Why are you there at all? Like I'm writing, baby. I'm writing. <laughs> sure, yeah, you with that hussy again? What hussy? I try. I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with my life anymore. Spiraling in the downward depression of out of control. No, not really. I'm just. I just want to. I think it drugs too might help. You start doing like mushrooms or something. Mm, I mean, it probably couldn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, it could. If fuck, <laughs> don't do it right. I feel like we need a spark. Well, maybe not you, but I need some kind of spark. Some of this. Get my mat. It's this time of year too. This fucking yeah. time of year sucks. Everything's dark. Everything stinks. Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything fun. It seems like we do have a better um, quality output during, like, non-winter months. Like. You're getting vitamin D and stuff. It <laughs> makes your brain function better. Go out in the goddamn sun once in a while. I think Ash said he was having some troubles writing lately, too. He's not feeling the muse. I'm not much of a muse writer myself. I can make myself write. That's that's what pisses me off. I could... If I just sat there, like, tonight, I could just be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to finish this whole story. I could. But it's just like... It's like when you're sitting on the couch, and you're like, man, I got like eight episodes of this TV show I really want to watch, but I just don't feel like turning on the TV. I'm just yeah. going to yeah. watch YouTube videos and look at Facebook 50 times that there's nothing on there interesting, and then I'm just going to get irritated. I do that every weekend. It's like, I could be watching this, and then I don't watch anything. Yeah, right? Yeah, it fucking sucks. No, I'm just sitting there not doing anything, and I'm like, I brought the laptop out. It's right there. And you don't... I literally just have to put it onto my lap and turn it on. And I'm just like, I can't... I don't... I did that last night. I got the laptop out, opened up the Google Docs, and I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I'm going to get to writing. But I should probably check the Podbean numbers first. Yeah. The podcast is doing. Well, at least that you can disguise if you were doing stuff for the thing. I just... I think <laughs> I ended up reading like a um, some comics or something. I think like I didn't... So it wasn't even like anything productive. <laughs> I might have just fell asleep, honestly. Yeah, I don't like the way John Cena's looking at me right now. What do you mean? It's, it's too bad the fans can't see this at home. Well, this sure John Cena lunchbox is just saluting me the whole oh, time. He's been saluting me too. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. on both sides. I posted this on Instagram, I think. I don't think I put on the DPW one, though. This is a sweet-ass lunchbox. It is. That's going to every convention from now on. You know well, that, right? Just wait till we get a proper studio. That's going. <laughs> yeah, I just take that around. Like, la, 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 la. Probably get my shit beat out of me by security. They think I'm like smuggling something in. No grown man would have that. How'd you see me? <laughs> Hold it in front of your face. Mm. Oh, well. Anyway, back to Conan. The Barbarian slash Sumerian. What are you most exciting? What do you think you'll get out of this whole dive besides just some fun tales? I'm more interested in the writing style, personally. Uh, yeah, and just like, um... Again, with, like, a lot of things, I've, like, I've, you know, like, I've seen Conan movies, or, like, you know, he's been in comics, and, like, or just, like, other takes on, like, the character, but, like, never checking out the original right. thing of it, like, you know what I mean? that's I'm kind of looking forward to that, to see just, like, that kind, like, how that kind of stuff is, you know? Well, neither of us ever really got into reading... But you'd call, like, fantasy adventure. Yeah. For the most, like, the sword and sorcery, which Conan's the original of yeah. the sword and sorcery genre. Yeah, which I didn't, like, 
I was kind of surprised. Like, I didn't figure there was probably, if there was, there wouldn't be much before that. But I didn't know, like, he right. was, like, the first thing, you know, to ever do that kind of thing. And the thing, we wouldn't have uh, Game of Thrones without yeah. Conan. Without the Conan. I, uh, sorry, I was thinking of Conan from WCW wrestling back in the 90s. The, the big buff Mexican guy is like, oh, nah, nah. As long as you're not thinking of Conan. <laughs> Conan O'Brien? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would name their kid Conan? That's a weird one. Uh, there's my only fear of going into this is that this turns out to be like when I read Frankenstein or, uh, what's the other one? Um, what the fuck? The Sleepy Hollow. When I read, you know, I read the originals after it being out so long that you know the iterations of it and you're like, oh yeah, it's a cool story. But then when you read the original, like this is kind of fucking boring. Yeah. Cause you kind of already know. Yeah, of course, this wasn't written in the 1800s, so this should be more entertaining. And plus, this was for pulp magazines, which those stories were always fun. Yeah. Because a lot of them were aimed at, like, kids and younger people. So, I'm pretty... Uh, then again, so is H.P. Lovecraft, and uh, some of his stuff can be a little dry. Yeah. Um, and then, too, I'm, I'm wondering, like, if I uh, would start, like, catching things to be like, oh, that's where, like, you know, where other artists down the Got line the yeah like he's like oh okay i can okay well that's where that kind of started from like kind of almost like with the the couple stories that i've read of hp lovecraft yeah like, you, with saw, the, you, saw, you kind of start seeing like the influences like that's had later on you know in, in um storytelling i will say this the imagery in cthulhu was awesome oh yeah like, the call, like when they're on that thing in the water it was like some kind of black like the way he describes it is really fucking cool he uh, he does that in uh, Mountains of Madness too, where they're in Antarctica, and they found like a it's like an alien temple or some shit underground. It's a really dry, kind of boring story, but the imagery is awesome. That's what H.P. Lovecraft seems to have a problem with when in his d- work. D- describing stuff, yeah, is great. Yeah, like moving the imagery, the st- moving the story along. It's like, dude, not so much because like the, the the color of space, color out of space. Yeah, that was just kind of like. That seemed kind of long and just like... Drawn out. See, again, my edition started with the very short pieces, a couple page stories here and there, which was his early works. And even though some of them are a little tough to read, well, when I you would, got by the time you got to the bigger stories, you were more acclimated to his style. You well, just jumped right in. Well, I wanted to jump right in with that one because we were talking about when the movie comes <laughs> yeah. out. So I wanted to make sure... But how much I of that least, movie are you going to like... How much of that... Are, story you're going to remember or understand when you see the movie like it's because i when i think back and i'm like what the fuck was that about again because it's it's tough some asteroid that like dissolved things yeah they got near it everything and like, made people go crazy and that's where all the the flora turned crazy colors right yeah yeah like all like the ground by where it landed and like all and like the, i remember his description the cows were going weird and stuff i remember his descriptions of like the upstairs like i think it was like the, his wife or something locked in the room yeah because his kids and family were like going crazy Nicholas Cage is gonna fucking kill yeah. that. Oh, Which I, I can't remember from the trailer. Did it look like it was gonna be more modern? It's than... modern, but it's still gonna be wild. Oh yeah, I just was wondering because I <clears throat> could you imagine if they did a period piece, Nicholas oh. Cage like, doing all that shit? I don't know if uh, the world could handle that. <laughs> um, Which I'm most interested to see about because I keep on hearing about how they're doing an H.P. Lovecraft like like a trilogy, trilogy thing, yeah. and I just thought. I, 
I wonder if it's going to be based off of any certain books or if they're just going to pull things and, like, you know, just use every kind of, you know, to kind of make a different story that's not necessarily, like, his story, but kind of, like, based off of his, you know, his material. There's only, like, maybe three real stories of his, uh, like, the longer story. Four. There's four stories of his that I feel they could really make a movie out of that wouldn't... Because a lot of... You know, like they always say, the problem with H.P. Lovecraft, it's so hard to adapt to film because you usually don't actually see the monster necessarily. Yeah. Or he describes the geometry of buildings and the monsters as something a human can – like it always just – like the guy's brain always like explodes. It's always like whoever sees it, they just go mad because they yeah. can't understand it. You can't fucking show that, obviously. Well, that's just like in the last story there, like the color. Yeah. Like the mar- They can't yeah, describe so- it. But – like, if you were going to adapt his work, I think the four things you could make movies off of would be uh, – because, like, a, well, you could do a Cthulhu, but it would have to be, like, just a monster movie. You're not going to yeah. do, uh, like, how the Call of Cthulhu. He was kind of mysterious. Like, yeah. if you actually – someone was like, hey, make a movie off of this story exactly, you'd be like, how? Yeah. But um, The Color Out of Space, maybe The Dunwich Horror. The Dunwich Horror, from what I remember, was kind of wacky, but uh, – the color out of space. I think it's called the Witcher House or the Witch House, something like that. That one probably the um, the Shadow over Innsmouth would be really good because it's about a guy who goes to this fucking a town pretty much full of fish monsters, <laughs> but they kind of look like human because they're f- humans who are gonna like kind of turn into fish. They're try- they want to be fish monsters. Uh, okay, the old ones who live in the because it's like a bay city and like in Boston kind of area, and the old ones want them or converting to fish monsters or somebody fucked a fish monster. It's really <laughs> wacky, but it's one of those ones like things are described that you can actually put on film and like this guy has to escape this town and everybody's like all fucking creepy. You'd like that one. Yeah. Um The Mountains of Madness, which uh Guillermo del Toro already made has the screenplay for it and everything. They wouldn't let him make it cuz it's rated R. It's like come on. <laughs> Fuckers, idiots. This really is like an HP Love class. Like I mean, well, that makes sense that it would be like I mean, it, I, what does it matter? And then, um, what did I say? There was four. What about the the reanimator? Because that's been made into like movies and stuff. Or do you not? Um, I haven't got. I don't I haven't remember read that one yet, so I don't know. If I remember, I think that's the one where it's like a guy in a museum, and he. I don't remember if that one's the one with the alien or. I'm not sure if I remember that one. I think it'd just be like reanimating a corpse or something. But I thought it had to do something. With fuck. I think they all had to do with aliens. Yeah. Um, I forget what the other one was, but uh, yeah, he has. Like again, I was going with the longer stories too, like ones that were like novellas yeah. or I mean, the way he writes them, it could goddamn well be novels. <laughs> um, and but you see the problem with H.P. Lovecraft because when you read his work, you're like, oh, if he just like cut out all this nonsense yeah. right here, 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 and here, yeah. and just had the actual story condensed into the cool shit, yeah. it'd be fine. But he likes to... Have you gotten to any of the yokel speak yet? That's what kills me. When he, like, one of the, the protagonists talked to some fucking backwoods people, you can barely understand yeah. what, he's, what he's saying. Like, the the yokels, they're just... You're like, oh, God. They're reading, reading his stuff. Uh, what, like, it had me, like, like, interested in, like, I kind of was thinking, like, I wondered, like, if he lived a little bit longer, like, if he didn't die so young and, like, made it to, like, the 60s. Like, imagine, like, what kind of stories he could have came up with. Yeah, that was you really know, cool. Because, you know, like, all that the stuff. The UFO that, takeoff. Yeah, and just, like, because, like, like, all the stuff that he was coming up with was, like, you know, 
technology was nowhere near, you know. Mm. So imagine, like, with all this new stuff coming in, you know, when he, if he made it a little bit longer, like, just the kind of ideas and, like, weird shit he would come up with. It would be pretty neat. But his his monsters were always so fucking weird. They're always just, like, tentacle things with, like, just undescribable tentacle things. But I feel like that was also kind of lazy on his part. Because everything was indescribable, and the person who saw it always just went mad. Yeah. It's like this every story. The person went mad. Things were indescribable. Human mind couldn't understand it. A geometry that nobody could ever understand. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's cool, but I can't picture it because yeah, I, can't, I can't understand. I don't want to go mad. I don't want to go mad. I can't understand it. And the, another problem with his work that uh, it's like the one, probably the main thing that always just pissed me off about the Lovecraft stuff. The fucking, like, protagonist just draddling and blah, 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 just about, like, some nonsense. Like, he'll go into the fucking, like, this made-up... It's his yeah. lore, I get it, but um, I forget which story it was, but there's one about, like, these cult members or something, and this guy, he finds objects and stuff, but he just goes on and on and on about, like, the history of some item or something. I'm like, I don't... Even the Call of Cthulhu, like, yeah, that, that was, like, the boating stuff or yeah. something, didn't it? Yeah, I think that was most of, like, the second chapter was, like, the boating. I was like, oh, come on, man. Just get to the monster. Well, and, like, I've noticed because, and, like, I don't know maybe why I would have thought this, but, like, going into, like, H.P. Lovecraft, I was expecting some, like, murder. Like, you know what I mean? I and it's like, there's a lot of murder. No, and it's, like, always, like, the protagonist is somehow goes through and, like, witnesses this crazy thing yeah. and makes it out somehow. And I don't know if he has any stories that aren't in first person that I remember. I think they're almost all in first person. And like, and like that, that's the thing we've talked about this before. Like, like sometimes it's like he's re- he's like writing a letter, or sometimes it's hard to tell if he's talking. And then like whenever he is like he's telling a story, but well, then he'll he switch gets, off. Like yeah. there's one story I remember reading where at least half the story was in letters and i think they were separate like there was one guy writing letters and then like i think his son or somebody was writing letters and then it would go into the actual story but it was all all first person and i don't know if he just couldn't write in another way or what but yeah. you can't write in third person here guy i mean come on you know edgar Allan poe was your inspiration to be a writer take some cues man yeah. you knew how to tell a story double doubling back on the on uh, on the guy we're supposed to be talking about uh oh Robert E Howard yeah, Robert E Howard I'm I'm interested to see like if after this uh to check out some of his other like um what uh, like uh Sol, uh what's his one guy like Solomon Kane or something like that um I forget I know what you're talking about cuz I looked up his other characters and then but. like the um Cole Crawl, like K U L L, and like he's like I think he's supposed to kind of be like another kind of like Conan guy. But again, like I've seen all these different characters like in comics and stuff mm-hmm. before because you know people buy the rights and yeah. stuff like that. So like I'm I'm interested in, like if once I get done with Conan, if it will be enough to make me want to try out you know the right. the, the other stuff. Cause it, cause like I thought, all he really did, like I know he did those other characters, but I thought he was mainly just like Conan. But no, it, like it turned, out, it turned out like he wrote like a good amount of shit. So he was very, very prolific. I did hear that some of the Conan stories suck ass in this collection because he wrote them so fast. Because he was right, like H.P. Lovecraft's problem. He wrote for pulp magazines. Yeah. Well, especially if you're surviving off of making money off of pulp magazines, that's like us 
trying to push out a big story every week. Yeah. That's kind of rough to do. I mean, which might have been some of the reasons why, like, HP Lovecraft stories kind of explain, like, the thing or, like... Hey, this will cut me out like five paragraphs if I just say it's undescribable. Like, I don't have to try to describe it. Plus, if he's writing a serial piece, he might, that's why he goes along with the history so much and yeah. stuff. He's like, okay, I can extend this for six issues, yeah. you know. Um, getting paid. Getting paid, son. Making it rain 50 cent pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Making it hell. Making a dollar. A dollar a month. Because <laughs> it's depression. <laughs> it sucks out there. Ooh. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it looked like Howard did like a good, like had a, another guy who did a, a a crazy amount of work in like a really short amount of time that just kind of when you look at it makes you feel shitty about the output you put in. Well, yeah, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino did that for me recently because I was reading his writing process, which is he buys a notebook and he just fills the whole notebook. He just writes a whole screenplay in that one notebook and he won't use another one. He won't, like, he just writes the whole thing out and I'm just like, I, I can't even, like, I can't, I don't want to do any of that. Though, I feel like when it comes to screenplays, I think might be a little bit easier. Because it's not like he's writing the script. Because, uh, like, isn't, like, screenplays a lot of, like, scene opens up, so-and-so's here. with And now, granted, it's him, so well, it's going to have a lot more, it's going to be very Tarantino-like. You know, in, in his writing style, but I've always heard, like, screenplays are very, like, simplistic-like. No, not really. They're, um, they're more like, I mean, it's it's pretty close to a novel versus, like, the actual script, because the screenplay, like you said, it opens up with, but then, if you ever read, uh, like, a, when a screenplay wins a best, like, Oscar, yeah. whatever, if you read it... It, it just looks like each page looks like the page of a novel for oh, the most part. Okay. It's like these huge chunks of, like, you know, the, he walks in and the shit, like, because they get the oh. writing on. So it's it's a little more than that. Like, the script is when they condense it down and stuff, I think. But you're just thinking, like, the dialogue part for maybe, the maybe, yeah. maybe that's what the, all I've seen. Yeah, because even if you go into, like, Alan Moore-style comic book scripts, those are fucking, it's a lot. I'd hate to be an artist that he worked with. It'd, yeah. Oh, man. I'd be like, fuck you and your nine panels. And every goddamn shirt. Robert E. Howard also inspired somebody we were just talking about for the last couple of weeks. Um, Mr. Moorcock. Michael Moorcock. Yeah. He apparently inspired him to get into fantasy. And I was talking, you know, we were talking about doing the Elric of Malibane. So maybe that'll be our next fantasy series if this yeah. turns out well. Next thing you know, guys, we're just going to be huge fancy writers and fancy freaks. Either that or we just hate the genre so much. We're like, oh, this sucks. And then we just sit there reading, hating. And we go through, it's like, did you finish the last Conan story? Fuck no. I didn't like it. I didn't like any of it. I quit after. You know, I did read the introductions and that was hard. I was going to ask you if we were going to read, if like the introduction. The introduction's not very long. There's a prologue and an introduction. Not a prologue. Uh, what's the thing? A forward. Yeah. It's a forward and an introduction. I didn't read the introduction. I read the forward. The introduction is, uh, who the fuck did that? Uh. Some French guy, I think, or something. I don't know. He had a weird name. But the uh, the, the artist, the guy who did the illustrations, oh, yeah. he did the forward. And okay. that was actually pretty you know, entertaining. It's only a couple pages. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm looking, a, looking forward to it. Got me all horned up. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough talk for now. Um, DPW. DPW. We could hire somebody to do a... 
catchy jingle for us. We, I mean, we could do a lot of things. DPW, drinking and boozing and getting our horn on. Blusters in the morning. So uh, when do we think we're going to start this uh, book cast? Well, on the official announcement that you didn't read, oh, okay. I said next week. Okay. But it depends when fucking Ashley buys the book. Well, he mm. said he's going to try to get it at the library. I was like, just go to Barnes & Noble, dude. Fork over the old $15 or yeah. whatever it is. It's a good edition. Yeah. Regardless of if he gets it or not, if he's listening to this, fuck starting without you, man, if yeah. you don't pick it up. You just have to read a whole bunch to get caught up. Yeah. You butt munch. All right. Well. Oh, you know what I did? I want to give a shout out to our listeners in Australia, man. Again? We, yeah, well, no, I like it. Not, not because they're listening, because their fucking whole country's on fire. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that's rough. No, we dropped off a couple listeners, and I understand why. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got a lot more important shit to do. Yeah, so, you know, if you could, any folks out there can find some uh, some of those fancy old websites and charities that are donating for the bushfires, please do, because it sucks out there right now. I can't remember the name of it now, but I was just listening to a podcast today, and uh, I'm sure if you do a quick search on it, you could probably find it. But there's this lady who um, every, like, $10 you donate. The Instagram you, porn you, lady? Yeah, yeah. They shut her down. But I think you can still, like, go to, like, uh, her website. She and, made like, over a million dollars for the right? bushfires. I, I, I $10 a pop? <laughs> yeah. She said she can't keep up, and I believe it. That's yeah. a lot of nudes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, lady. But, yeah. Uh, what so, was I mean, if, 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 that, if that's what you need to donate to these people, you know... Do it, please. Yeah, I mean that's a worthwhile cause anyway. Yeah. But uh, you're gonna see the news anyway. Spend ten bucks. Give it to the Austria. Some parts though have gotten rain finally. Oh, good. So thank goodness for that. But uh, yeah, because we we had a good steady listenership pretty much around the continent. Because I don't think there's anything in the middle of the continent. No. But uh, death, death is there. But I noticed, like, because I looked at the numbers last night. And there's a significant drop off in our listeners, and it was in all the areas where the fires are. So I'm like, oh mm. fuck, man, yeah, they got a lot to worry about, I'm yeah. sure. So, you know, keep your heads up, guys. That, that's tough. That's, I mean, we had our country on fire for, you know, like California for yeah. a while, and Canada, I think, had some awful fires recently too. But nobody really talked about that for some reason. Probably because they were probably too late. They didn't let chat let people worry about it. You know, yeah. we we think about it. We we'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the actually Canada also shout out to them because they just uh, sent a bunch of people over to help in Australia. Oh, so that's good. So while our country is just like you know bombing shit, they're yeah. actually helping out. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, if you folks want to check us out, you can go to drunkpenwriting.com. Hit us up on the old Twitter at drunkpenwriting, and you can go on the Instagram and uh, we're at drunkenpenwriting on the Instagram and. Spencer, he likes to post pictures of his chest hair on there. Don't believe me? It's in the stories. You got to check. They're very limited. They're like Snapchat yeah. stories. They only last five seconds. So if you want to see that chest pubes, check it's it out. It's the right amount. There's not a whole bunch, but there's not a little. There's the right amount. I don't think that's selling it very well. <laughs> I don't think they're going to like that. We need a lady on the podcast. Been saying that for years now. <laughs> At least six years we've been on air. We've been on air for six years. I don't think Seven. so. No. Negative two. Maybe. <laughs> that seems more accurate. Just over a year, maybe. No, we haven't even, not even a year. We haven't got billed yet, so <laughs> we haven't had to renew our thing. It's in February. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, you can hit us up on the Facebook and yell at us at Drunk and Writing. Thank you for listening, and you stay classy, world. Bye.